Hi everybody, my name is Yannick Wempe. I'm a software engineer with a passion for serverless and front-end development, living in Hamburg, Germany. I'm part of the engineering team at Hashnode. I think we will talk a little bit about my work there and my experiences. And yeah, this is the MongoBDB podcast. Welcome to the show. My name is Shane McAllister, and this is the MongoDB podcast. In this episode, Mike Lynn talks to Yannick Wempe of Hashnode. Hashnode is a blogging community for engineers, thought leaders, and the wider developer community. Yannick discusses how he ended up as a full-stack software engineer and his career path to date, and how writing developer-focused content on Hashnode actually led to a role there. On his Hashnode blog, he most recently addressed the challenges of sending mass personalized emails using AWS serverless technologies and MongoDB. Let's listen to their conversation. Well, Yannick, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. was really looking forward to this day. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I, I came across your name and your work from a link, a blog article that you had written, and it was about Hashnode and MongoDB. And that's how I first learned about you. I read the article and I enjoyed it, by the way. It has to do with uh, mass personalized emails using AWS serverless. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, that article and how that came to be? Yeah, sure. As mentioned, it was about mass emails. So we are at Hashnode um, sending like over a million emails per week. And we're building our backend infrastructure on AWS using mostly serverless technologies. And Lambda specifically is scaling very fast horizontally. Mm -hmm. So this is a problem for some databases. And so you will have to be in control about on the, on the amount of connections being made and so on. So there, there were several challenges sending out a lot of emails. And I was writing specifically about how I deal with the with the challenges regarding the database, the connections, limiting the connections to not overload the database, and how I did that. Yeah. So we'll point folks to that article if they're interested. That's uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, uh, getting a little bit more detail around how that article came to be. But I'd also like to learn a little bit more about you, Yannick. Uh, you're a software engineer and you're working at Hashnode today. Maybe talk to folks a little bit about your journey to Hashnode and, and what it is that you do as a software engineer at Hashnode. Yeah, sure. So I'm a software engineer now for about five years. And so as a teenager, as some other folks, I think I was interested in gaming. I was building some custom PCs, but I was also into finance and banking stuff. And I, to be honest, had the bad stereotype that developers are sitting in a, in a dark room, developing all day long, have no social life. So this is why I thought that informatics would be nothing for me. And I studied business informatics. And yeah, during that, I started also developing some website. My first website was for my dad. He has a small company being a painter was just plain HTML and CSS. Later on, I was also doing some work as a research assistant at the university, developing a custom WordPress theme there using PHP. Mm. 
And this is how I got started in the development overall. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but after that, I had still no clue what I want to do professionally. <laughs> and this is why I started being an IT consultant, because I thought I, I could be involved in various different projects. I could gather experience about which parts of that I would like and enjoy and which I would not like. And it turned out the part that I liked were like all technical topics mm. and other things like being a business analyst, writing presentations, only talking to people and discussing. That was not the part that I enjoyed mostly. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. at some point, that is why I decided to transition into development and web development specifically. Mm -hmm. I yeah took a small pay cut for that, but in the end, it turned out that it was a great decision. Yeah, and so this is how I became a software engineer in the first place. So I was not starting right after college being a software engineer, but I tr transitioned into that. Yeah, and so since I was always doing the full websites from back to front, also designing the things, I was. In the end, I was a full-stack developer from the beginning because I had to do all of that myself. And this is what I still am. And I'm focusing mainly on AWS and serverless technologies and React in the front end. This is also what I'm doing at Hashnode. So I'm a full-stack engineer at Hashnode. And there I mainly focus on the AWS part and with other colleagues and we're enabling the team to move fast on AWS and develop there themselves. And there were recent topics like these mentioned emails and we are building like an event-driven architecture there. We are migrating some legacy stuff over there because not everything is serverless and on AWS yet, mm -hmm. but we're getting closer. And so this is my day-to-day -day work there currently. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Hashnode. So you're a software engineer, full stack at Hashnode. What is Hashnode for the listeners? Yes. So those of you who don't know Hashnode, Hashnode is a, currently it's a blogging platform specifically for technical people. So you can visit hashnode.com and there you can see a lot of articles from other folks talking about various different topics, all tech-related. And you can also start a blog yourself easily. So this is also what I did a while back ago. And so there are various things that are outstanding, in my opinion. And so I have to say, I was using Hashnode before I joined them as a developer. So this is also why I'm excited to, to work there. Mm. And some of the reasons are, you, for example, you own your content. You can publish on your own domain for free. So you're not writing for someone else and you're, you're basically building your own resume and mm. you can grow your own following there. You own the content, so it's markdown files. You can back it up to your GitHub. And at some point, if you decide to go somewhere else or whatever, then you can just take it so it's not lost. And yeah, and in the end, you already have a community from the beginning. If you go ahead and start your blog on your own, on your own domain and writing some content, I think it can be frustrating if there are no readers in the beginning. And at Hashnode, you have like some readers from the very beginning coming from Hashnode. So mm. this is why 
I um, I think one year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, I started my blog there as well. Yeah. And that's ultimately how I found you. Although I think you you might have been writing that for Hashnode. Exactly. But you are you are quite active on the blog as well as social media. How long have you been kind of writing publicly and participating in social media? Yeah. So I think it was the end of 2020 where I realized that I was totally wasting my time on social media. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was mainly on Instagram and Facebook looking at other people's food and models and their happy everyday life. And I was not participating myself that much, but I spent quite some time there and I, I realized that I should change that. Yeah. And since I was into dev and development and I still am. And then I came to the conclusion on Twitter. I heard there's also a quite big developer community there. So I think I already had a Twitter account, but I have never really used it. And so I started using it and actively participating there in the community. So writing comments, my own tweets. And yes, this is how it all gets started. Yeah, I want to dig into that because this is how it all got started for you. I understand that because of your work in social media and, and kind of getting public about the things that you were doing, that attracted the, the attention of the folks at, at Hashnode. Is that right? Yeah, that's totally right. So looking back, it was like uh, probably a life-changing decision to make this transition from just consuming nonsense in the end. So I had no benefit looking at other people's food into providing content myself and writing about stuff. So this like also that we are now sitting here, right? So this is all, all to that point in the end where it got started. And just a little bit later after I started on Twitter, I realized, okay, there might be some things I want to write about that are not suitable for a tweet. And that is why I was thinking about starting a blog. Mm -hmm. I had a blog a while ago, like several years it was about fitness together with a friend, but yeah, so we stopped it at some point. So, mm. but I thought that would be a good idea also for myself because in the end, if you want to teach or write about things, then you really have to understand it. So I think it's a great learning experience. And also how often do I look up the, the same stuff over and over again? And now mm -hmm. I can write about that myself and <laughs> I can write my own blog in a few months or so. And I did that quite often yeah. and all of these things. So I think it's a great idea. And as mentioned, this blog was on Hashnode because I was like, I just wanted to get started and not developing my own blog and in the end, like doing nothing, only developing it and never publishing anything. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get started straight away. And so I started my blog on Hashnode. And just a few months later, actually, which is really funny, um, the CTO of Hashnode, Sandeep, reached out to me because also I was writing about stuff that, about tech that Hashnode is using. Mm. And so that is why he thought I might be a good fit for them mm. and asked if we should have a chat. But yeah, back then I was a little bit too scared at that point, to be honest. And all these working fully remote, um, I was not sure if it is for me. 
and also Hashnode has no legal entity in Germany, so it would be on a contractor basis and all these things like taxes and so on and so forth. I, I thought, nah, it's nothing for me at that point. So I declined there. But just half a year later, again, someone reached out to me, uh, Sandro, who just started at Hashnode, I think in June, in, no, in January uh, this year. And he's also from Germany. So I was able to ask him all of my questions and all these fears were basically gone. And also in between, I was working from home most of the time anyways, mm. due to COVID. So I thought, yeah, it might be a good idea to, to talk to Sandeep. And that's what I did. And the process went on and now I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. And I think the the great thing about this is like, what a great message to folks that are out there that are looking to enhance their careers. And they've got skills in software development, but they may not be sharing that. They may not be, uh, you know, may not have started down the journey of, of writing blog articles and, and getting uh, vocal about the work that they're doing in social media. So what what advice would you have for folks that, that I mean, they want to enhance their career, they want to get a better job perhaps, but they just don't know how to get started with uh, with blogging and, and participating in social media. What, what advice would you have? So I personally was thinking that you have to be an expert in order to, to write some content, but that's definitely not the case. You can also like see it from your perspective and only write for yourself, but put it out there. So for example, about things that you are currently learning or that you just recently learned or that you want to remember yourself in the future and have looked up several times already and just put it out there and you will get better and you will realize which part of that you actually enjoy, maybe which you don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not blogging. Maybe it's, for you it's like producing a podcast or, or videos or something like that. But yeah, so I think my story should be a good way to show um, that putting content out there can be very beneficial. And I am glad that I made the transition from only being consumer to actively producing content myself. Yeah. So looking at Hashnode, I mean, it, it would seem like a, like your journey was pretty logical. I mean, you started to write about things on Hashnode and ironically, the, uh, the folks at Hashnode reached out. How do you get started on Hashnode? Are there particular topics that are of of greater interest on Hashnode? You mean from the tech perspective or the Yeah, I mean I'm looking at Hashnode now and it looks like it's a it's a fairly technical blogging platform. Like it's it's geared toward folks in the software development and data arena. Are there topics um, that folks should think about writing about that will do better than than others? I'm not sure. To be honest, there are like all of them can be beneficial, like very niche one, but also like broader beginner topics as well. So I've also myself written like several different kinds of topics, like domain-driven design, for example, which is not that technical, but I've also written like about a single thing that I learned about Next.js and hydration, so very niche one. Mm -hmm. So... All of them can be beneficial. And in the end, I think if you see it from your perspective and not only make it in order to like collect some views, I think you're good to go and it will be beneficial nevertheless. 
Yeah. So it's funny. When I started to do some research for our chat today, uh, connected to Hashnode, I started reviewing some of the popular articles. And a really cool thing happened when I connected my Twitter account to my Hashnode account. It automatically suggested some folks that are active on Twitter that I follow that are active on Hashnode. And man, was I surprised. Like some of the my favorite people, folks I've had on the on the podcast and I've been on their podcast, like Nader Dabit of AWS is active and uh, just a, a slew of folks that uh, that I've been active with are really active on Hashnode. It's, it's a fantastic thing. So I guess uh, for folks listening, uh, jump on over to hashnode.com. I hate for this to be a, <laughs> uh, an ad, but, but it is, it is not an, a paid ad. It's, it's an ad because it's pretty cool technology. Now tell me about what you do at Hashnode. Sure. So as mentioned, I'm focusing on the AWS part currently. And so we are using AWS CDK as our infrastructure as code tool. And not everybody is familiar with that. But we all want to be able to develop on the back end and on the front end. So part of my job is to enable other people to also develop things on AWS. And also having the whole picture in mind. So as mentioned, well, I'm not sure if I have mentioned that already, but our main database is MongoDB and also how we deal with connecting to MongoDB from serverless. This is also something that we are thinking about and trying mm-hmm. things out and migrating stuff. So we have some servers running on other non-AWS um, providers and we want to move them over and all of that kinds of things is what I'm currently working on. Yeah. So do you interact with MongoDB as a part of your, your daily work? Not directly, I'd say. So also not to, to get a, a false impression here, I, I would not say that I'm an expert myself. <laughs> yeah. There are other people knowing more than me, definitely. Um, but yeah, so since I, I have to work with it and I have to make it work, I was dealing with that quite a bit. And we had look at other things like the uh, data API from Atlas and also Atlas serverless and how they all could be beneficial for us. And just recently, we did a production deployment using MongoDB Atlas Data API oh, cool. to try that out. Yeah. And yeah, all, all kinds of that. And also ways how we could monitor the amount of connections being made from our lenders mm-hmm. to be able to be aware of connections being not there anymore or exhausted Hmm. and these kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. So you're leveraging the MongoDB Atlas platform, which uh, gives you visibility into uh, the functioning of the database in addition to, to management capabilities. So spinning up, spinning down. So, um, so that's great. I'm I'm glad to see that Hashnode is doing well and leveraging MongoDB. That's, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So when you wrote your article about mass emails, why did you choose MongoDB to be a part of that stack? Yeah, so as mentioned, so this is our main database. So almost mm-hmm. all of our data is on MongoDB. And since our emails are mostly personalized, we have to get some data about the users and their posts and publications. 
and get them in order to personalize the email. Mm-hmm. So at some point before actually sending out the email, we have to get that data from the database. So this is where MongoDB comes into place. So, so Yannick, what's it like to work at Hashnode? Is, are, you, are you happy there? Is it, is it giving you interesting, challenging work? Yeah, so I really enjoy it. And not only because it's like fully remote, I, I can work basically whenever and wherever I want. And the team is exciting as well, but also I am able to pick topics that I want to tackle myself and I'm learning every day. So I'm not doing stuff that I already know every day. I have to learn new things and I really enjoy that. And we have the opportunity to grow there. And we have interesting, challenging topics because we are pretty much at a high scale already. And previously, I was also working on some things that are more internally to companies. And now it's very public. Hmm. And that's also interesting, I think. Yeah. And yeah, so there are quite some other benefits. So you can choose the areas where you want to do stuff. And also, the team is quite nice, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's a, that's a big plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So it sounds like you're growing fast at Hashnode. That's a wonderful thing. And, and we love that, especially since you're a, a MongoDB customer. I would imagine that you're hiring, that uh, Hashnode is hiring. Is that, is that the case? That's totally true. So we try to grow our team, not only developers, but other roles as well. So you can feel free to, for example, reach out to me on Twitter or just type Hashnode jobs at Google uh, you will find it in the first results and yeah, we'd be happy to to talk to you. Yeah. So there are quite a few, if I just take you up on that and Google Hashnode jobs, there's quite a few listed. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you're looking for interesting, challenging work, make sure you check the show notes. We'll have links there. Yannick, this has been a great discussion. I want to thank you for joining me today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? First of all, thank you for having me. So <laughs> It was my first podcast ever. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so I was really excited to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. And I think there's nothing that, that I have left for my side. Okay, fantastic. Well, thanks once again for joining me today. Once again, folks, check the show notes for links to all the things that we talked about today. And uh, join us next week. A great conversation there with Yannick. Amazing to see his passion for writing on developer topics opened up the door into his full-time day job. The MongoDB advocacy team are passionate writers too, and all of our content is available on our developer center at mongodb.com forward slash developer. Do check out the show notes for all the links mentioned in conversation with Mike and Yannick. Yannick spoke about AWS, MongoDB is at AWS reInvent in Las Vegas at the end of November. We are an Emerald sponsor and have multiple talks, workshops, and sessions throughout the four days of reInvent. And indeed, the podcast team will be live streaming each day. So, if you happen to be there, please do drop by our stand in the main expo hall and say hello. If you have a story of interest to our listeners, we are always looking for guests on the MongoDB podcast. So if you feel that you can contribute, do get in touch at podcast at mongodb.com. Thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. If you do enjoy the episodes, please leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us. 
So from me, Shane McAllister, and the rest of the podcast team, until next time, take care and thanks for listening.